welcome to the Brain Health Journey podcast with Brittany and Tish, where we talk about all things ADHD and other brain health related topics. And today we are going to be continuing, well, starting our series actually on ADHD and relationships. So prior to this, we did somewhat of an introduction, just like a general episode on ADHD and relationships, but now we are going to kind of narrow down the different types of relationships. And for this one, we are starting with friendships. So Tish, I don't know if, I assume you probably have some stories or thoughts or just generally about ADHD and friendships and your friends throughout, well, I guess your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic and relationships in general. It's such a broad topic that again, you can go into so many different directions um, to talk about. So I'm I'm excited to talk about this. Just a little bit of a recap of what we talked about last, um, the previous episode is, you know, a lot of us do have challenges and struggles with relationships. And it can be, you know, from being inattentive and Im- impulsive and forgetful and all of the things. And so that can often lead again to frustration. Um, it can, you know, make the other person feel like you don't care. And so, um, but specifically talking about friendships, a couple of things that I personally struggle with, and this is not all the things that I struggle with, but I think these are the top five things I struggle with the most, um, for me is I'm, I'm not consistent. I am inconsistent with things. And also the impulsivity side of this also kind of merges into the inconsistency one minute I can be so excited and make plans and I want to, you know, go out to dinner and do all the things. And then when it, when it comes right down to it, I don't want to do it. And I change my mind and it can be very frustrating for the other person. And it makes you, makes them feel, do they not want to hang out with me anymore? Is there, did I do something (laughs) to them? You know? And so that is one thing that it, it really is very frustrating and it makes me feel bad whenever I do bell and I try, I do, I really try not to flake on people, but there are some times where I'm like, you know what, when I made those plans, I was, I was just being really impulsive. And now looking back on it, I don't really want, I don't really want to do it. So yeah, that's, that's very frustrating. Um, another thing is the out of sight, out of mind. And so I do want to say up front that, you know, this is not a trait typically or a, a symptom, a diagnosis, a symptom for ADHD, but a lot of people with ADHD do, you know, they do have problems with the out of sight, out of mind thought process. And so that could be responding back to text messages. If I see a text message message come through and I open it up, either I, a, I thought I responded back to it in my head. I did. And I did not, or I open it up and I will think, okay, I'll just respond to it. I'll remember to respond back to them. I'm not going to forget. And then what do I do? I forget and don't respond. Um, and I'll, I'll think, you know, it's too late now. It's been months. And so they've texted and I have not replied back. And so that can be very frustrating and also make the other person feel like you don't care. You know, what, how, what do I even what do I even mean to them? And so, yeah. Um, if I don't see someone for a while, especially living away from my family, 
I live in a different state than my family. I don't keep up with them as much as I should. And I know that I want to do a better job at reaching out and texting and phone calls and all of the things, but I get sidetracked on other things and I just don't do it. And then months will go by and here I am. I still haven't like called or checked in with them. And so it makes me feel bad. And I'm sure they get frustrated with that too. Absolutely get frustrated with that. I can sometimes have a difficult time with making friends. Um, and that can that kind of stems from having low self-esteem. I know a lot of people, you know, that have ADHD, they often say they have a low self-esteem for many different reasons. And for me, it is hearing the things that a lot of us have heard our whole life of you need to do better. If you would just focus, you know, you're not going to amount to a hill of beans, you know, all the things that we hear that definitely does a number on someone's self-esteem. And so I think that it has affected me to be a little bit more upfront or trying to go out and meet new friends. I think that it does stem from having a lower self-esteem and yeah, I just think that it's, it can be difficult for a lot of us. And lastly, forgetting, I forget stuff. I forget birthdays, important dates. And again, that can come across as being uncaring. So I have a ton of stories I could probably tell. I did a lot of rambling here, but wanted to share my own personal, you know, my own personal challenges with, with relationships, specifically with friendships. So how about you? Right. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And, you know, as you were talking, I'm thinking, gosh, I could co I could go from all kinds of angles. Like right. I could talk about a thousand different things. So it's really hard to narrow down, you know, just like a few key points. Um, I think sometimes we need to consider the rejection sensitive dysphoria aspect of it. Now, not every single person with ADHD, you know, goes through this, but a lot of us do. And it's basically, well, this can be perceived where you're thinking, okay, just a very extreme sensitivity to criticism or rejection, whether it's perceived or whether it is actual and true rejection. Sometimes, I mean, this takes into consideration the rumination. So you ruminate along with this perceived criticism or rejection. And that feels like it could just spiral out of control. And sometimes your other friend, I mean, we've talked about this before with text messages. If right. someone doesn't text you back, you know, you think, okay, they're, they haven't texted back in a couple of days. Are they, are they mad at me? Are they upset? You know what? I bet it was that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. That was really stupid for me to say, like, why did I say that? And now they don't want to talk to me and they're rejecting me and your thoughts just spiral out of control. And then you almost obsess on it sometimes. And that's just one example. I mean, there's all kinds of other examples out there where, you know, I'm sure a lot of us can think of a time where someone said something and it really did. It really did hurt. Like it was, it was hurtful. Maybe even afterward we cried about it. And I don't know, maybe they really meant we could have taken it the wrong way, I guess, or maybe they really meant what we thought they meant, but like either way, it can feel absolutely crushing sometimes yes. when we're, I don't know, when someone says something very specific and then sometimes 
I've noticed at least when something like that happens, we almost want to push away, you know, like, well, fine, you know, if I'm going to feel this way around you, then I just, I just don't want to talk to you or be around you. And, you know, then that can cause confusion with the other person because maybe they didn't intend for something to come across a certain way. And then I know that's like me. I know I'm rambling at this point, but like, I know, I notice this sometimes and a lot of people with ADHD, sometimes there is that miscommunication and misunderstanding. And then you want to put up that wall, I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. And the other person on the other side could be like, you know, wow, I don't know. Did I do something wrong now? Did I say something wrong? And sometimes I think it is a matter of communication, like being just open and honest and communicating. And I think sometimes we can have a hard time with that. Right. But more often than not, if we do, if we're open and honest and we communicate with them and they are, say, oh, well, I didn't mean that in this way, I do apologize. And once there's an explanation and once you're talking, then it kind of makes sense. But for some reason, Tish, I don't know why it's hard for us to, I don't know, like, for us to communicate or say, hey, you said this or you did this. And in my mind, this is what I think was going on. Is this the way that I'm thinking it is? Why do we have such a hard time communicating sometimes, like how we're feeling, I whether it's perceived or whether it's real? Yeah. I, it's a hard time. It is tough. It really is. I do not like conflict. And if I, if I feel like someone, like I'm being rejected or if I feel someone, you know, didn't respond to a text or whatever it is. You know, I, I I have a hard time addressing it with the other person because I don't want to rock the boat. I really don't. But I do think it's important to communicate how you're feeling to your friends and let them know, you know, hey, you hurt my feelings during this time and give them the example of how they hurt your feelings and and also make it a safe place for them to be able to express how they're feeling as well. But I do think what you just said with the rejection sensitive dysphoria, that also goes along with making it, it makes it a little bit more difficult for us to make friends too. It's, it can make it difficult for us to maintain friendships and make new friendships. And so, because RSD does, it, it does a number on your self-esteem, you know, people can isolate themselves. They don't really want to go out too much because they, there's that fear of failure they don't want to fail. And that could be failing with, you know, have making new friends. And so it does play a big, big role. I do feel um, in relationships across the board. That's with friendships, work relationships, um, you know, marriages, the whole thing. And so I think that does play a huge, huge uh, role um, and in relationships. Absolutely. And something that I just, kind of thought of is I think sometimes you know when we're growing up throughout the years there could be some more of those negative messages or you know try harder all the things that you were mentioning before and so sometimes I think that can make us a little more introverted and mm -hmm. so it makes us like it's a little difficult to make some friends sometimes and I think a lot of us can be chronic people pleasers and maybe you can look back at some friendships and you feel like it was very one way. 
it was like there was a lot of taking but not a lot of giving from the other side and at least like just in my own life I do feel like there are were a lot of friendships that were like that so sometimes it's like I try to keep my group small like Same. I talk to everyone yes but, yeah you know just kind of keep my group small and you know recently I've kind of realized something with one friend I've, I've known her for a long time now and she's asked for several favors like you know hey can you can you watch my kids for a couple hours while I go to this appointment for physical therapy or whatever and and I really don't mind you know and then after a while she said you know if there's ever anything that you need I please let me know and she she was almost saying it in a way where like she was really really wanting it to I guess be both ways right was yeah. thinking like okay like I really want you to ask me for something I that's what that's the way she was saying it and mm -hmm. so I thought okay you know I she isn't just saying it like she is really telling me like hey I'm also here if you need me for anything and I I really actually want you to ask me for any kind of help and it kind of that's something recently that I've kind of started to think about like okay am I like, why do I not ask for help, but then I'm willing to do all these things for everybody else. And I think it is because a lot of us can look back at moments when we were hurt, or maybe it was too, like we were giving so much and possibly not getting that same thing in return. And then the rejection. The people pleasing. Yes. You know, we're, we're, a lot of us, I don't, again, I want to do blanket statements, but a lot of us are people pleasers because of our growing up, you know, and hearing all of the things and all the struggles. And we have to work extra, extra hard to do really normal things that come pretty easily to other people. And so it, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of layers there with rejection, sensitive dysphoria, the people pleasing, the, you know, self-esteem not paying attention, being impulsive. I mean, honestly, yeah. Oh, the impulsivity, I think that can be a big one too. I see a lot of us with ADHD, it's kind of one way or the other. We're talking so much and we're comfortable and we're open and we're maybe a little impulsive and then we kind of say something we regret or we just think, okay, I just don't want to say anything stupid so I'm just not going to talk at all that's it's the just, truth it's like it's one way or the other it's and so it's, true it's sad it's really sad um you know I was thinking today I was hesitant to share this but kind of like on the impulsivity side and then thinking okay that was really stupid what I said why did I say that and then you there's the rumination and overthinking I don't know if you remember this but if you and if you do remember, please tell me this was when we first got on Zoom to like meet each other um, and talk to each other. We kind of connected through, um, yeah, Instagram and messages and then went to Zoom. And I don't know how we got on this topic. It was something, you know, maybe we were just kind of sharing like who we are. Oh, I'm married, live here, have kids. And you mentioned your two sons and being in their 20s and I was like oh my gosh you you 
you have two kids that are in their 20s. You don't look like it at all. And I'm not sure what you said, but then I still, I still shake my head, like just thinking about this. But I said something along the lines of, oh, wow, well, you, you're going to be a grandmother probably any time now. And I was <laughs> And like, right when I said that, I'm like, why did I just say that? That was so, that was, that was so stupid. And I, I still, to this day, I'm like, what, what did she think in that moment? Oh my goodness. Honestly, I don't remember that happening first off, but second, (laughs) you weren't wrong because I am going to be a grandmother in the next couple of months. And so maybe, yeah, yeah, you put it out there and it happened. So I, yeah, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you don't remember um, what you said you didn't. Um, You know, I just sometimes think like, what did she think in that moment when I said that? I mean, isn't that funny? It's so funny how we will remember tiny little details of stuff and think about it over and over and over again. Like we'll literally wake up in the middle of the night thinking about stuff. The other person probably don't like me. I, I didn't remember that. You probably even remember it. They probably right. have no idea what you're talking about. And you're wasting so much time. And I mean this with love, worrying and ruminating on something that in the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I'm, right. I am 100% guilty of that myself. And it's tough. It is so hard not to get into that place. And it's it especially hard to pull yourself out of that ruminating cycle of thoughts Um, when you, you know, when you get stuck in that. So definitely. And I just kind of had this conversation with Neil, although he doesn't have ADHD, I think it was about a week ago. Um, You know, he was talking to me about something like that happened. And, you know, I told him, I said, you know, chances are 99% sure that the other person isn't even thinking about it. Like you are sitting here worrying about it. And the other person is like it's gone. They're not thinking about it. They're thinking of themselves. They're worrying about something else. And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. And like, no, I, I really probably am right on this. The other yeah. person more than likely just, they aren't thinking about it or it didn't bother them. And yet we just focus so hard on that and worry. I don't and know. It, it can make you sick. It can it make can- you sick. It can make you sick. And also it makes me want to go into a shell and isolate myself away from people. And that can be, again, frustrating to your friends. If you are, you know, trying to, it's almost like you're trying to protect them from you, from me. I'm not saying you, Brittany, but like protect them from me. You know what I'm saying? It's, I hope that makes sense, but, um, but it definitely can have an effect on, on friendships for sure. Those ruminating thoughts, you get spun in your head and it can definitely really affect everything in your life. If you just want to be very honest about it. So, yeah, yeah. I think this kind of comes right back to what I was saying in the beginning about communication. And I know that's hard. I'm not saying that I'm an expert in that. I, I don't like conflict or confrontation and all of that. But I do think if all of us, not just people with ADHD, if we all try to communicate a little better on some things, sure. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. It would help for sure. It it would help. It would help for a lot of reasons. And that's something personally trying to work on. It's very hard, but 
I'm trying to work on it. Yeah. You know, some things that I'm trying to work on too, when we're talking about the impulsivity side of stuff, um, specifically with communication, um, I'm really trying to do a better job with not interrupting people when they talk. And also I'm trying to make sure I'm not oversharing too much because I know, I don't know about you, but I have seen the glazed overlook in people's face. Like, would she please just stop talking? I mean, you know, the look. I mean, I, I, honestly, and it's like, oh my gosh, I've talked this person's ear off. First of all, I interrupted what they were talking about. And then I started oversharing because I want to relate to them. I want to relate to the other person. It's not that I'm trying to make, make it about me. It's not that I'm trying to, you know, take away anything from their experience or their story. I just want to relate. So I'm trying to do a better job and really think and pause before I speak to make sure, is this going to, like, is this going to actually add something to the conversation? And also with the interrupting piece of it, I have really worked hard to stop interrupting. And if I do interrupt, apologize to the other person. Don't just interrupt and just keep barreling through the conversation, but actually acknowledge, you know, hey, I'm so sorry I interrupted you and, you know, move on from that. So I've been doing and I yeah. just interrupted you. I'm <laughs> no, you're good. I, but I, I'm working on the same thing too. Like if I, if I notice I interrupt, I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I do that to Doug a lot. My husband, if I interrupt, I mean, I'll be a few words in and I'm like, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and the patient, their patience with that too, you know, it's almost like I need to show a little bit more patience with people when they're talking and, and give them the opportunity to get out what they want to say and not, and not be impatient and really just take over the conversation. So I'm trying to do better with that. Honestly, I'm trying to do better. A lot of work to do, but making some progress. Right. And I think, you know, if you have a child with ADHD, I mean, even just relating to them a little bit and say, Hey, I know what this can be like. And it's, hard. I'm still working on it as a grown adult. Um, you know, cause I do this with Bray. I'm like, but this is kind of what I'm seeing during your conversations. And, you know, our brains are going so fast that we know what the person is going to say at the end before they even say it. And, and so I notice Bray, it's like, he'll, he'll like finish the story real quick or finish their sentence and then like move on to his thing. And it's like, you know, let, let the other person finish, like let your friend finish the story. I know it's hard. I know that you want to get your thing out too, but this is kind of how you're coming across. And he's very receptive to it. Like as long as I come at him the right way, he's very receptive to it. And he listens to what I'm saying and he'll agree a lot on what I'm saying. He knows it. He knows it. It's right. just, again, it's our brains that are just, just, it's like a Ferrari. Who says that Dr. Hollowell? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. You know, one thing too, um, that I think is important and it, it really does make a big difference is again, it, I'm talking about impulsivity, you make the plans. And then when it comes down to it, you don't want it to go. Honesty is so important. I think it's important if you're not going to go to dinner or wherever, whatever plans that you had made, you don't want to go let the other person know, Hey, I am feeling really burned out after work today, I don't, let's reschedule or, 
I am experiencing sensory overload. I just don't think it would be, I would be a good time. I don't think I would have make things fun for you. I, I don't want to go out and make people <laughs> miserable. So, you know, just be open and honest why you don't want to go out. Is it sensory overload? Is it burnout? Is it that you just are not filling yourself? You know, you're just not filling up to it. So um, I think having, having the, it goes back to communication, but having those open and honest conversations with your friends and, you know, let them know that you do care about them and show them that you care. And yeah, it's, it's tough. It can be tough. It really can. It yeah. Can be. And I guess to kind of piggyback off of that, we had mentioned the people pleasing. And I think something to practice on is if you can, in the moment, tell them, you know, let me check my schedule, my calendar. Is it okay if I let you know this evening or a few days from now, if you're able to have a delay in that response, try to say, try to say something along those lines or use one of those phrases, because sometimes we're just impulsively saying yes on the spot. And then, like you said, when it comes to it, gosh, I really didn't want to do this in the first place. Right. So try to maybe, if you can, try to give yourself some time to process it and give an answer later. Cause most of the time when we process it and we're actually thinking about it, like, you know what? I don't want to do this. And then you can just be honest with them. Sure. It's setting those healthy boundaries, which is important in all areas of life, you know? So I think for the, for the other person, for your friend, I think it's important for them to set the healthy boundaries too. And to be able again, you know, to establish a safe relationship where they are also able to let us know, let me know how they're feeling about things. And so I don't want to, I don't want to come across as this is all about the ADHD person and it's all about us, but it's also about the other person and just, you know, to be mindful about their feelings and help them to feel safe and, you know, they, they can trust you also. With, Absolutely. Yeah. So. Sorry. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, I just, I totally agree. And I think it is important to just to just keep in mind that they if they don't have ADHD, they they don't really understand what is going on with you and maybe why you're behaving in certain ways. You have to remind yourself that they don't they don't really understand. And so and that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. That is where kind of the communication comes in. So yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation with you. I'm excited about the next episode. I think we're going to dive more into relationships with your, with your partner. And so um, we have a couple of specific topics that we can talk about um, with that episode, but it was amazing talking to you. And as always, it's just, yeah. I interrupted you again. My gosh, no. what's wrong with you today? <laughs> no, I was just, I was just going to say until the next episode. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't let you get those last few words in could I I don't know what is going on with me today I'm sorry usually I do better than this but um yeah I as always I love doing these podcasts with you and I don't know how many episodes we'll do with these series but we'll see what goes on as we do this in the next several weeks and what do you think we're going to do in the next episode I think a partner like spouse yeah. yeah with your partner so I think that you know we have a lot of there's a lot we can uncover there and talk about for sure 
yeah, there's a lot to talk about with that. So, so stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned with ADHD and partner relationships. And yeah, until the next episode. Until the next episode. Thank you.